Entertain this. We're back. Season two. We've had some changes, but still same reviews for movies, TV shows, and video games. Enjoy. Welcome back to Entertain This Season 2. Season 2. Man, we're here. We're back. We've made it a whole year. We may have skimped the past couple months. What are you talking about? It's only been two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our last <laughs> episode was last week. We no, nothing's happened since, uh, what, December? Was when we yeah, it was December. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But we're finally here. We uh, had a little bit of an equipment uh, re- finagling. We got our stuff together. And, two weeks uh, turned into two months. Yeah, but, but here we are. Here we are. We we're, made it. We're uh, kind of on our own dime now, and uh, that's how we uh, we want to do it from here. So give us feedback. Uh, that's it. Honestly, we have no other uh, concept of how we're doing. We don't have a producer or anything anymore. So uh, you you let us know. You are our producers. So uh, that being said, I'm Hayden. Are you? Yes. And with me, I have the Lord of the Rings aficionado. Tom. And a very specific segment, but anyways, <laughs> and then uh, comic books, Mitch, and I don't I don't know anything about nothing, but uh, that's true. Now we all uh, uh, learn our perspective roles per each episode, um, and uh, social media manager Mitchell, take it away. All right, well, our our biggest platform is the the uh, Facebook, which is our entertain this podcast, which is our group, and then we also have an entertain this page. We have our Buzzsprout, which is where the podcast is actually produced from. It's uh, entertain this exclamation point. On Twitter, we're at this.entertain. On Patreon, we're entertain this. Just, you know, look us up. And then on Instagram, we're entertain.this. I got to say, like, uh, while we've been gone, not doing anything as far as the podcast, uh, Mitch has been very busy doing a really good job keeping up. And actually, we've gained people Despite having <laughs> content uh, with his uh, online activity, so well job, done. Mitch. If I had money, if we made money off of this, I'd give you a raise. Yeah, that'd be nice. But uh, get yourself something nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, w- when we last left it, all three of us spun the punishment wheel of death, and all three of us were punished by our own punishments. <laughs> so it backfired tremendously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've been uh, eagerly anticipating, uh, you know, our final you know our review our returns yeah but uh here we are and we have all reviewed our punishments uh this episode we're doing three episodes this episode is dedicated to movies only uh an hour of movie reviews we're gonna knock out uh video games and tv show next a whole hour dedicated to their perspectives and uh we'll have those punishment reviews for those episodes as well but we do have a movie punishment review which is food fight yeah how, how the how this movie got made? I don't know. Yeah. It's a one point five out of ten. Oof! It, it stars Charlie Sheen, Hilary Duff, Eva Longoria, Wayne Brady, and Christopher Lloyd, yeah, and Chris a, Kattan. That's an interesting cast. It is. That's but, a lot of boxes getting checked. I bet you didn't know Wayne Brady was in a movie. It's 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 not good. It's like it's like if Toy Story was made in nineteen ninety by Disney. Like the, the animation, it was made in two thousand eleven. 
Huh. But it looks worse than Toy Story that was made in what the 90, late nineties. Well, to be fair, like what's the complete production history of this movie? All right. <laughs> well, when they were making the movie, they uh, their hard drives were stolen. Like everything they had about the movie what was year, stolen. What year was this? Uh, I think it was like two thousand five. They it started was probably by movie. somebody who worked on the movie. They're I like, gu- "This, no one can ever see this." I guarantee we've, that we've was the messed problem. up. <laughs> None of you can ever know. It's like uh, what's his face buying all the game cartridges for ET. Yeah. And like. So the, Spielberg? Yeah, so nobody <laughs> could ever see it. Yeah, it's, it. It was bad. It uh, it cost about $65 million to make. Um, they made 73000 off of it in theaters. Um, really? Yeah. $73,000. I mean... Like, they didn't even clip uh, six figures. If no. you if you watch the trailer for this movie, that's all you need. Like, And we'll we'll write this down. We'll, sh- we'll share the trailer, <laughs> okay? Throw a pen well, out. Well, actually, there's two trailers for it. I found that out. Well, One was a trailer from the first... Like footage that they had, and then they have a trailer from the the second footage of which it became the actual movie. Well, for the theatrical release, they obviously showcased the the crappier one, right? The, the more. Well, yeah, they wanted to be truer to what they were actually putting out. But so, I'm just saying, there's there's two of them on YouTube. Yeah, do that, and then uh, you can see. I mean, I I, I kind of was in and out while he was watching this movie, and it was brutal, like <laughs> like PlayStation One graphics. Ooh, yeah, maybe. It was, <laughs> oh. it was bad. And the script was dumb. Like, what's the story? There wasn't about? a script. It was. It was. Was that? Is it? Was it Zen filmmaking? Brand. They, it's all about these like, uh, ma- like I guess, product mascots like yeah. Mister Clean and the Star Kiss Tuna. Except yeah. for none of them were actually like none Count of the companies Chocula. agreed to it. Like only like one or two companies agreed to it. Well, no, the uh, rest wouldn't let them use their mascots after. They from what I stuff. heard, is they had like a deal in the movie production like development era where. Once they had a uh, the, the product mascot, people could look at the what they had working, the working mm. cut of the film, and it, it, I guess like they saw that it was so bad that they pulled their their, their well, mascots yeah. and stuff out. Yeah, I'm just talking about like the, the finished product. Like Mr. Clean yeah. was the only recognizable character. Yeah, yeah, just no. some big buff wall guy <laughs> in a white T-shirt. I saw Mr. Clean, the Starkist Tuna guy, and the Hawaiian Punch dude. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Uh. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Does food fighting like actually happen? Uh, I mean, they, I mean, kind of. At any point, are they in a cafeteria and just like some kid launches a pudding and then it's a free for all? Oh no, no, these these are all like they're at, they live in the grocery store, kind of like the sausage party movie, uh. <laughs> except for much worse. Yeah, huh? But uh, and for kids, the, sort of. The, oh. the bad guy is Brand X, which is like Christopher Lloyd. He's this, an actual person that brings all these products into the or uh, Christopher. Lloyd. It has one yeah. point twenty one gigawatts of flavor. But anyways, they're trying to t- the the brand X is trying to take over the grocery store and all the other products, and I think that's the plot. And then I'll, the next thing, like he's trying to solve a murder. Charlie Sheen plays the Dex, the, the uh, looks like McGruff the the crime, the crime dog. Man, yeah, <laughs> I don't know something about his girlfriend disappears. Yeah, his girlfriend disappears, and then he's he's trying to find her, and Brand X shows up, and they're trying to take over the city. And what movie just come out then? 2011. 2011. So this yeah. is like this was like two and a half men. Charlie Sheen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What they, what they offer him? Just like a bunch of coke. I'm sure he got like 65 million dollars. I'm sure he got a good chunk of that. So. Well, Hillary Duff was the top paid person. Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hillary Duff yeah. beat out Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I mean, because this is the time she was like just off of like all her Disney stuff. That what was her was thing? Was it around that? She was the she was the girl that uh, disappeared. She was in it for like five minutes. 
I mean, according to the credits, they had I mean, to pay for her to disappear. If wow. they do like most things in the, the credits, the top person, the top paid person is at the top and works their way down. Wow. Unless they just didn't do it that way. She didn't have, Charlie Sheen didn't have enough tiger blood at the time. But the, uh, he wasn't winning enough. The yeah. director, Kazanoff, <laughs> he got, he didn't know anything about yeah, let, CGI movies. Let's talk about this, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this man. I have words. Just because people who think they can do it all really piss me off when it comes to filmmaking. Yeah, so he tried to be Neil Breen. What did he do? No one could be Neil what, Breen but Neil before, Breen. Before this movie, what were what was his credits? What what did he do? Um, He was a producer, essentially. He never directed nothing. Yeah, I mean, he he'd had like one successful movie, but I think he was like a co-producer or something yeah. like that. True Lies, right? Wasn't it True Lies? True Lies, yeah, that was it. He yeah. was just like a, a guy like, here's my money, make a movie kind of thing. That mm-hmm. was the only movie that I'd ever heard of that he had made, uh, been a part of. Yeah, and then, then he steps into this directorial writer producer role for an animated movie that's taken on a lot Did of he ones. also had a starring role or had a, a part in yeah he also acted in it as the creepy weasel looking penis looking weasel <laughs> it was it the looked like a turkey but with a penis head the weenus <laughs> yeah or the penile weenus is actually your elbow yeah. i don't know if you knew that i didn't know that right anyways so um this guy yeah. i mean directing for an animated movie is not conventional directing in, in the slightest bit you're just you're just looking at comp portions of, you know, film. You're, you're basically a glorified uh, storybook, storyboarding director. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you do from my limited understanding of it. So th- this guy just walks in and is just like, I got this. Yeah. 65 million. And people paid him money. That So, you know, shame on them. They're stupid for doing that. Partly to blame. Well, I like, they, the, the I guess the CGI, like the people that program and make all the pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He said that they would, or they said that he would come in and be like, "Hey, uh, let's do a retake of that." Like, a retake. No. This is what it is. It's yeah, you got to match it up. Or he'd come in and tell them, "Oh, well, let's let's make that thirty percent better." That that was like his. What does that mean? <laughs> make this thirty percent better. It's like improve thirty percent. Yeah, exactly. It's like you have no direction it's of like what you, you're wanting. That's not a real expression you can use. Yeah, it's. I don't know when. When a director like there's there's buzz things that directors do that piss people off. And if it's not giving like clear direction, mm-hmm. like do this better <laughs> or make your face like this or something, like people can't see their own face. No. Yeah. People don't know what better is in your brain. You have to use, you know, verbs and adjectives and stuff like that to explain. What you things. did yeah. sucked. <laughs> do Doesn't it work. Again. Well that and then like the beginning of the film before all the stuff was stolen was actual CGI like, you know, computer programmed stuff. Well, then they tried to do motion capture to try and catch up real quick. So all this stuff was just, I, I don't, mm. it was, it was bad from like top to bottom. Like, there's gotta be some movie stills of this. I can look at real quick. I mean, it on. is pretty brutal. We'll put some stuff up. So there's a, uh, a term that actors use when, or people involved in movies that uh, are too embarrassed to use their actual name for. They can recredit themselves as, a name called Alan Smithy, S M I T H E E. I wonder how many Alan Smithies were credited <laughs> in this movie because it was such a mess. So, but yeah, if you ever looked that up, there's a a lot of movies out there that you know the the studio butchers and people are are just like, I don't want my name attached to this, so they <laughs> credit themselves as Alan Smithy. Well, like <laughs> for the movie, Wayne Brady's character was some kind of like raccoon looking thing that. Flew a plane that always crashed. It's there, there was just no 
other than him trying to find the girl that disappeared, there was no mm-hmm. plot to the movie, really. I mean, it was he's trying to find her. They're trying to take over the grocery store. And the next thing you know, you have like an army of something, and they're dropping cookies on them, and the cookies explode. And it was like little, almost like paint, like clip art. You just clip it. was the same cookie over it, and over, it and they just dropped it. Now, now, granted, like, you know, I the, the research that I did, I – because I always get enamored about how terrible movies like this get made. The the creators, the actual programmers of the show, of the movie, they, mm. they were given such, like, a terrible time frame in order to make this stuff happen. So, the, you know, they uh, it, it, it can't be, like, you can't blame them, obviously. There was yeah. a lot of stuff that happened for this movie to suck. Right, and I'm sure that a lot of people aren't, you know, including that on their, you know, resume or their reel or anything like that. So. <laughs> Redacted, but so it was a bad movie. What was uh? What would you rate this movie on a scale of one to ten? Uh, probably point five because I don't know how it got a one point five. There's no, I mean, there's nothing to it. It basically just gets a point five for like a group of people came together and somehow managed to make a movie. They get they get a point five because the people, despite the director, put something together. That (laughs) score is like the points you get just by filling out your name on the SAT. Yeah, exactly. My favorite part is the uh, the end. No, no, well, yes, (laughs) but the uh, it was a long movie. The uh, it was. Weirdly long, but the um the poster for the film yeah it has the actual sun kissed well it has fish. the uh, the mascots of like maybe three food people you'll recognize Mrs Buttersworth's in there yeah the pickle stork thing and, and they uh they oh the, the main guy. characters they have like little ants in the background because they know nobody will go see a movie unless they can recognize something to the characters but it, like. That's such flawed marketing as it is because I'm not going to see a movie starring the sun-kissed tuna. You know what I mean? No. Like I'm, I'm already like dissuaded from that. He so. thought this was going to be their studio's version of Casablanca, like that good of a what? movie. He th- the director Who thought, thought this? The director. He thought it was going to be that Which good of a movie. Which is a terrible movie. correlation. Casablanca <laughs> has nothing to do with any of the marketing for this That's movie. That's a war film starring like uh, another you know, quote for him. He was greatest this, actors of all time. He said this would be the next Pixar. Is was, was the director's uh, That's quotes. at least like in the same ballpark. But I, if, if I were to make, right. you know, a, a a war movie, I'm not going to say this is the next Toy Story. <laughs> you know but, what I mean? I mean, the people who did like that uh, Battle of Winterfell, they're like, this is going to be better than Helm's Deep from Lord of the Rings, and that all everybody just went now, yeah, <laughs> now, yeah. So it, it it's bad. <laughs> there's there's not much else to it. It's just bad. It's like Indiana Jones, like as a dog. That's what they were kind of going. Well, I guess that's going exactly for what they were going for. He's wearing a fedora and a leather jacket. Didn't he have? Does a, he have a whip? Did he have a whip at some point? I don't, I don't remember. remember. I mean, they were pretty shameless. The humor was puns, just yeah. nonstop puns. Yeah. And food puns. And it was just like cringe the entire way. And uh. the but the the worst part is the animation because I guess what what did we read about? We, we looked up something having to do with the animation. It was stop motion, but they didn't have time to do their faces appropriately. Yeah, so like some of them, like their their mouths are like, I don't know. It, it was like all over the place. Is it like in Star Fox where the guys are going like? Da, 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 da. Pretty Somewhat, much, yeah. I'm thinking like they actually like clicked and grabbed like in Super Mario 64 where you could grab and drag his nose around. They just <laughs> did that and talked with his mouth that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> 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 like Homer Simpson burping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bad movie. So, is that the worst punishment you've had to date? No um, cats exist. Still, yeah, I still don't want to watch cats. I'd rather watch this over cats again. Wow, that's cats. Cats is, cats shorter, is less. This was a, bad. Yeah. Cats was annoying and bad. Cats has singing. Yeah, there was singing in this though. Yeah, there was, but yeah, but cats is like a musical. 
Oh, yeah, no. it was. This All is right. a poor CGI <laughs> film made by a madman. That part is this is my own punishment that I was going to punish one of you with. That's, That's amazing. Such a bad part. <laughs> That's what you get. Well, there you go. Uh, each week, uh, we'll well at the end of the third episode, we'll do a punishment. So ha, you have yeah, to yeah, we're recording three in one day. You have to listen to all three episodes if you want to see who to know. <laughs> so that's our trap. But uh, each week we review a crappy movie, and then at the end of the episode, once we're done doing all of our, our real stuff, we spin a wheel of death, and one of us gets to pick who to punish and what to punish them with. So there you go. If you're new to this program. Meow. Meow. All right. Well, so I had to start with episode 46. Is this 46? 45, sorry. 45. So 45. Not quite the year, but we're pretty old. But anyway, so let's move on to our review. And for this week's format, we're just going to review three movies and maybe some more depending on our time. And then uh, we're going to talk about three movies coming out. So tap. Me. So we want to do news or, or review first. Let's do reviews first. Let's do review. So I watched The Day of the Jackal. Which you two who live under rocks, it's based on a Frederick Forsyth novel. That doesn't tell me anything. I think <laughs> if you can get one person to comment on Facebook saying, I watched this. Movie. I bet your dad has seen it. I bet your dad has seen it. My dad probably has seen it. Your dad has seen it. <laughs> Hayden's dad. Help, help, help a brother out. <laughs> so the mo- it's, just go watch it just it's based on the plot uh, by French extremists to assassinate Charles de Gaulle when he was the president of France. And the plot of the movie is. The exiles or whatever, due to political stuff happening in Algeria, hire an assassin who they don't know what his name is. He's, like, referred to them. He co- he comes in, and like, oh, you know, how do we contact him? He's like, oh, I'll contact you, and my name is The Jackal. Like, that's, like, his code name. That's all he's ever going to be referred to as. And it goes through, like, him, like, you know, setting up stuff, like having special weapons made that he could disguise. Did he know. name himself? No, he actually hires people to do it. And, like, they try to double-cross him, and he just takes him out. He's like, I don't have time for your stuff. <laughs> but it's play- he's played by Edward Fox, who's, like, the most British person ever. Mm. So everything about him is amazing. But the plot is that it's it's a really good thriller. And the detective that they bring in to find him is uh, the guy who plays, uh, what's his, uh, Drax from Moonraker. Ew. Uh, Michael Lonsdale's his name. Who would know that? I, I Googled that. <laughs> So, did you Google the, uh, the the stats of the movie that I asked you to? Like, how much did it make? Uh, it made $16 million when it was released in 1973 in the UK and France. How much did it spend? It, there was no numerics for how much the budget was. Did it say it was profitable? Did it say it, it, said it was profitable. It has a almost 90% uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, review. critic, you know, appraise is one thing, but it, box office. It made 8 point something in American rentals. Oh, okay. It's ranked as one of the... Top like British like top one hundred like movies. It'll made probably get Britain. a remake one day. It did. It did. Yeah, the Jackal with uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, that's the remake of that. Yeah, it's like a soft remake of that movie. It's barely. I mean, I got the Jackal part. And he's an assassin. Yeah. So, was it basically from the perspective of was the Jackal the antagonist the entire movie? Yeah, he's it's ba- it's all about him the entire film. But it's based from his perspective. Yes, that's interesting. Everything that he does, especially back then, that would be very taboo for film. You know, that's cool that they did that. It's kind of weird because you find yourself watching it rooting for him, mm-hmm. just because he he becomes likable almost. I mean, he does like you know take people out, do some heinous stuff, and you know well, that's why through the jackal with uh, Bruce Willis and Richard Gere kind of threw me off a little bit because like you you kind of do root for Bruce Willis. 
until he starts doing terrible things to terrible people out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And then, like, it also makes it hard to get into that character and appreciate him for what he's doing mm-hmm. or, you know, in, enjoy what he's doing. When Richard Gere walks in, you have, like, that equal um, appreciation for that mm-hmm. character. And then they conflict, so then you're forced to choose sides. I don't know, like that. So It does have a good twist at the end. I'm not going to spoil it like some people I know. Is there a Richard Gere character in this movie? Well, like the police? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Michael Lonsdale. And he, He's uh, the French inspector brought in to try to hunt down the jackal. Okay, so it's basically cat cat and mouse. It's basically game. a cat and mouse right. game across several countries as he, you know, acquires, like, you know, papers, weapons, yeah. you know, covers and whatever, and moves across to try to get to Charles de Gaulle. Okay. So what, what would you give this movie? I'd give it a solid 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. What would be, like, one thing that you would change about it? Uh... Oh, there's a lot of luck that happens in the movie, and it's almost kind of like you're expecting it to happen mm-hmm. just to continue the plot because you're, you're sitting there watching like an hour, and it's like you know he's not going to get caught. Yeah, it's <laughs> like there's no way, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, all right, and like you know, come on, like speed it up a little bit. Right. Like we already kind of know, but get to the uh, get to the point. Okay, so, but I mean that's like old school narrative, you know. Let's yeah. string. It's a along. 1973 British film. With, yeah. like, th- one of the top British actors of all time who notoriously plays a good guy. Now he's a bad guy. Huh. So, I might watch it one day. It's not bad. I got it on DVD if you want to borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch. Oh, it's my turn? Yes. You're Mitch, okay. right? Possibly. Sometimes. Occasionally. Anyways, uh, I, w- I watched the Wonder Woman 84. Uh-huh. It was all right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was it was bad. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. It was terrible. I thought it was going to be bad just from the trailer. It was it good. Was I was just, right. I thought it was good. There was just some bad parts. The, it was bad from the get-go. Let's talk about the beginning. All right? What was the beginning? What happened in the beginning? <laughs> it was, the, it was okay. not that great. Then it, the then thing it was that, forgettable. The thing that, that pissed me off the most about this movie is it followed the exact same formula as Wonder Woman 1 because they wanted to basically work that tried and true formula knowing that it but Wonder Woman best. 1 wasn't that great. Wonder Woman oh, 1 was I, better. I Wonder Woman 1. Yeah, Wonder Woman 1 was good, but the thing is, it's an origin story. Mm. So you can't do that for a Again. superhero that's yeah. established. So that what do they do? They show her as a, as a child, you know, struggling on the island, blah, 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 origin in the... In the, in the oh, yeah, I forgot about that from. part, yeah. Useless. Like, it was 15 minutes of her, like, doing a race or something, you know, losing, and then... She well, cheats. They, there was a I reason behind it. I mean, granted, she it was a flawed does. reason. I thought she really. It was yeah. supposed to show that when she was little, she learned that you know you can't always get your way. No. you, you got to follow the rules. It wasn't worth fifteen minutes of narrative. You're right, but I'm just saying that was the thereof. point behind it. All right, all right. Then let's get into the weird stuff. <laughs> so you're talking she, about uh, Steve Trevor? Well, we're we're not quite there yet. <laughs> so she's working at a where? Where, where is she working? At, uh, at? I guess an uh, archaeological museum. The Smithsonian or something Probably. stupid like something, that? Something like that. Yeah, just you keep just get that job. By the way, it Smithsonian has completely fueled jets ready to go on the get-go. Oh, dude, that was hers. We'll that get what, to that. That was Smithsonian. That was what she owned. She owns a jet. She's been around for almost 100 years. I'm pretty nah. sure she has the money. She I, saved up. I, I thought they broke into the Smithsonian and got that jet. They just showed up at a warehouse and got. Look, I didn't see the movie, so I can't really. The movie sucks enough that. where it's believable where that would happen. <laughs> Anyways, so she's working there. She gets like a delivery of like ancient Sumerian artifacts or something crazy. Oh, that's because the people at the mall was trying to. That's right. Broke yeah, into yeah. this black market person that was like hiding the stuff in the back, mm-hmm. yeah. and these people at the mall. 
Yeah. yeah, these people were trying to steal it from the people in the back, their back warehouse or whatever. They needed the their shameless store. like everybody looks eighties. What's the most eighties place in the eighties? Yeah. The mall. So, so she beat up three guys in the mall. If you can tell in the first five minutes of when the movie actually starts, it was in the eighties. Were they wearing like you know pink leather jackets and like tight leather pants and yeah. windbreakers? Had like <laughs> the Duran Duran haircut where like it goes down but it spikes up on the sides. Probably the wind didn't dare show its face. So. Not in the 1980s. There's um, too much hairspray. She beats up some dudes, and she does it kind of campy. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, they're they're. I thought they were referencing like the old show with what's her name, Linda Carter. Yeah, yeah. and because it seemed kind of campy like that. Um, she was like sliding around. I mean, she wasn't actually sliding, but just the way she was moving, like she'd she'd use her whip, and then when she would land, she would just like kind of glide across the floor. Yeah, mm. that was. Whatever. Yeah. It, it was kind of campy, and then she saved people. Nobody got really hurt or anything like that. So I was like, bah, whatever. It's good throwback, I, I suppose. Yeah. And then, like, this ancient artifact that they broke into the mall to steal or whatever gets delivered to her desk, right? Yeah, because the FBI wants help lo- trying to figure out what these artifacts are, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't they don't know. Yeah, don't, they don't know nothing. I don't <laughs> think they would care. Federal but. Bureau of Idiots. Well, they're tr- I guess maybe trying to get a dollar value on what people stole I don't know man well she reads it she reads the thing <laughs> and it says like you know make a wish or whatever stupid like that. <laughs> to make a wish foundation yeah. from like and she's, she's like 100 BC she's I want to like, watch the gladiatorial games in Rome she's like I wish I know what I would wish for and then next thing you know Steve Trevor shows up at a party right yeah she she's like at some gala thing for some ball like yeah. trying to raise money or whatever yeah this and guy. he shows up. And Steve Trevor, who in the last movie died in World War One. Yeah, yeah. But he shows up. Waltz is in. And he, he well, first off, she doesn't recognize him because he's basically inhabited some other dude's body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not Chris Pine. No, it is, no, it Chris, is Chris Pine. Pine. All right, we'll get to that in a, in a weird <laughs> second. Wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't, Wait, who's I'm, he pretending to be? Captain Kirk? <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the rest of the movie at this point. Waltz but, and he goes, Bones. <laughs> but for the most part, uh, this is like, the reason why the movie's so dumb, and I'll explain this part, okay? Or, Mitch, you go ahead and explain Please this Please explain this, because I'm lost. Well, she wishes for him to come back. Like, it doesn't say that, but you know that's what her wish is, because right. other stuff in the beginning leads up yeah. to that. Well, <laughs> he comes back, and he just, basically, he just takes over this guy's body. Like, you don't see this part. He just shows up, and she and she, he says something that only she would remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she realizes, it's you! And then, like, it does, like, this movie magic thing where, like, it pans the camera, and as it pans around, and he goes out of view, he comes back into view as Chris Pine. Like yeah. she knows it's him, but no, every, to everybody else, he looks like the other they guy. They immediately have sex, and she's totally okay that it's not with <laughs> at, Chris at Pine's the, body at the guy's apartment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he like he like gets up, he stretches, look at himself in the mirror, he's like, "Wow, I look weird." And nobody cares that they're basically violating everything to do with this guy. You know, Poor like fella. he's just out and somewhere. Right? Like, Poor fella, he's having to sleep soul. with Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah, that must suck. <laughs> Wow, you got to obsess with Wonder he's Woman. He's not going to remember Loser. it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to wake up. He's going to like w- get back into his body one day. It's going to be some really refreshed weird dream. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to be like, yeah, that'd be cool. It's like, turns out it happened. So that, that little MacGuffin was really dumb. If she can wish for him to come back. Yeah, he should have just shown up. Yeah, like turn <laughs> into dust or something at the end. or Not you taking know, somebody's body. <laughs> but uh, So that was dumb. Let's talk about like some other beats of the movie. It was basically like the the action sequences were like Bollywood level, Ugh. like the 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 Humvee that they're driving to catch the the guy, uh, the guy, the man, Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, uh, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, I don't think that's who's the name not of the Mandalorian. 
It's not the same. Doesn't have the same powers. Is he Prince Oberon? Yes, he's Prince Oberon. <laughs> but anyways, so they're trying to catch him. She's like, I need to get out or whatever. And so she hops out of the Humvee while it's moving. Of course. And Chris Pine pushes a button, and the Humvee shoots a rocket out of the No. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Where does this rocket come from that she lassos and because, carries her? Because she's being squished by these two trucks. Well, he runs one off the road, gets into that truck, and that truck has a missile on it. Oh, I'm sorry. So, anyways. He steals another truck. It's not out of the Humvee. Lame. Th- this is the security force that's following Maxwell Lord around that he stole from someone. So, she lassos a rocket and surfs oh. it weirdly, <laughs> you know, to, to catch, a, like, a bunch of, obviously, mannequin children before the, they get ran over by a truck or something like that. Oh. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was Bollywood action. It was, <laughs> it was terrible, you know. So, I don't know what happened in that movie, but they didn't. Uh, I'm going to say it's Warner Brothers' fault. Because, like, you know, the director, uh, what's her name? Kathleen Kennedy. Was that her? No, that's not Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> that's the woman who ruined Star Wars. Uh, she did um, whatever. Anyways, she did the first one, and it was really good in comparison, you know? Yeah. And so I'm thinking that Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers has been cranking out a lot of crap lately. Yeah. And I'm thinking that it, well, it's because they, they change everything that somebody makes. Well, I'm thinking like these producers just it's can't not, not get their hooks into stuff. So, you know, and like every movie that comes out, they have to like come in and have their own edited. They version. let Ryan Johnson get his hooks into Star Wars and look what happened. That wasn't Warner Brothers. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, but in the same vein of like the studio, no. like either A, taking over like complete control of a movie or letting the director have full reign. Who directed it? Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. That's sure. right. She's involved yeah. in stuff. She's about to do some Star Wars thing, actually. Is she's she making that. Is she only about to do Rogue One? Mm, yeah, the, well, yeah. The, not Rogue One, but the not Rogue Squadron. Yeah, some kind of something like that. Yeah, is she doing that one? Yeah, she's some kind of fighter pilot. There was some trailer where she said her father was a pilot or something. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Don't she, mess that up. Well, she's one for one in my book, so I'll give her. I'll give her the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the movie was originally supposed to come out on June fourth last year. It didn't. It ended up coming out Christmas Day on HBO Max. They just had more time to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it cost two million to make the movie, and it made back one hundred and sixty-one. It only cost two million. I mean, sorry, two hundred. I was gonna say uh, two hundred million to make the movie. Jeez. It made back one hundred and sixty-one. But it granted, it was made before all the COVID stuff started. So I then you can't make a movie for two million. You're not. Dollars. You're not gonna make the money back not after you know, when you made it. Made the movie before COVID, and now, now that's the box after. office. The one hundred sixty million. Yeah. So like theaters only. Yeah, I'm sure that they. Well, no, because well, I mean, they could, but HBO didn't charge any extra for it. Yeah, but like HBO still credits a lot of their like uh, downloads and subscriptions and stuff okay, like I, that. Yeah, I didn't you know, know that's how it worked. It just it's it's a little bit more of a complicated process. And, and if you didn't have HBO, you could still get it. You know, rent it on uh, Amazon Prime and all that stuff. But like for instance, it's interesting that you brought this up. HBO just released Tom and Jerry. Um, that came out and I watched it. It was me. Um, me. But they. That movie was made for $79 million before marketing, so you can guesstimate. Most uh, computer animated movies are about $150 after marketing today. And it only made $13.7 million in its opening uh, weekend or day or whatever, Um, which isn't bad. I don't know why they decided to make this movie now. Well, because next month or next, what, week is this Raya 
movie coming out for Disney. Oh, yeah, Disney's got that. Right? And, like, Disney's kind of still got the market on animation, you know. There was a time where Shrek came out and other mm-hmm. uh, animated movies were kind of dominating, you know, taking some away from Disney. It's 100% all Disney now. So I think that they're trying to, like, poke and see if they can find a way to kind of mess with Disney a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, not just HBO, but other uh, platforms will probably have something, too. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how much HBO will accredit the success of if they had more downloads because of Tom and Jerry or if anything else will, will happen. But in comparison to this Raya thing, that you don't, you need to subscribe to Disney Plus and spend the extra twenty dollars to get the game or nope. the, the the movie just to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little much. So, but they, I ran the numbers for Milan. Milan went to theaters and to uh, they did that Disney Plus subscription thing. Uh, eighty nine, eighty to ninety million dollars uh, for Mulan on its opening weekend. Um, that was in theaters only, and that was pretty much in the heart of COVID. So that wasn't terrible, but it made about two hundred sixty-one million dollars overall. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's not. I mean, like the, for a two hundred million dollar movie, it's not terrible. Um. So maybe Disney Plus is doing something right with this whole oh, subscription wait, thing. So that one was what now? The money for Mulan. Yeah. yeah, but that's also a live action movie. It's not animated movie. No, but it is like their their scheme on how they're going to do theater-based movies when in a season of not being able to go to theaters. So, you know, it it didn't do great. Yeah. It did $261 uh, and million on a $200 million budget. It did all right. It, it needs to do roughly about $400 million to be considered a success. It did better than I thought it would, given the conditions of its release. Yeah, and a lot of it's in credit to China, but they didn't make nearly as much money off of China as they wanted. They wanted yeah. to make $90 million, and they made like forty-five in China. Um, I just don't get like a Tom and Jerry movie. I'm like, because that was part of like a but that cancel culture stuff with Tom and Jerry, just because of the violence and stuff. They took it on te- off of television. No, nah, I think there was some like racism stuff. Well, like, yeah, there was that too. But Tom's owner was a black lady, and it was kind of weird at some point. Yeah, you have a, a homicidal cat and mouse beating the crap out. I mean, but they never died. Wind. No, they didn't. <laughs> I mean, he get his tail chopped uh, off. There he was did his neck smashed by the window. There was one episode where like. Shot in the face. They, they, <laughs> uh, they, their girlfriends left them in, in their little squabbles. They made and like a so suicide pack. Yeah, they went to the trains and laid down. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah. As a kid, you're like, you're like not understanding it, but as an adult, I was like, whoa. That's yeah, like you look at Tom and Jerry like now, you're just like, man, they were edgy <laughs> for like 1950 something. Yeah. But like when I watched it as a little kid, I'm sure you guys watched it as kids. Oh, it, was yeah. like you, it was just Tom and Jerry. You watched the cat and the mouse, and you you know you rooted for the mouse when you got older. Like the well, the mouse is causing trouble, and I'm rooting for the cat now because he just wants to be left alone. <laughs> um, it uh, I mean it it, it kind of like honestly as a parent with kids, I'm kind of always waiting for the next cartoon animated kid friendly movie to come out yeah, so we can sit down and everybody can shut up for two hours. And <laughs> but like the crossover <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Normally doesn't work where you have an animated cat and an animated mouse, but live action everything else. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of weird, honestly. Like uh, the only Chloe, time that really worked was Chloe Space Grace Moritz is her name. Yeah, the girl Mateus? from Kickass. Yeah, yeah. yeah but anyways, she uh, she did not have the Stark power capacity to carry that movie. As far as like being the real now, Michael Pena, Pena, uh, Pena. what's his name from? Um, I don't know. He's in. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, 
he he was funny. He was great. I, I liked him a lot. I think that they should have focused more on his direction than her. Uh, she should should have been his character character from Ant Man the entire yeah, time. Yeah, just just <laughs> constantly retelling stuff funny. <laughs> but yeah, she was kind of goofy and not. It, it was too much. I honestly, I was just like like the. They did a lot of Batman references and modern pop culture references when Tom and Jerry were like beating the crap out of each other. Those yeah. were funny. I enjoyed that, but like the uh, the whole getting invested in these other new people I don't care about. Man. Yeah. Did anybody dumb. like get like Tom and Jerry like antics wise? Been in real life and it just killed them. No, like it was of, like, very cartoony in how it worked. Like somebody gets sucked into a cartoon. Violent tornado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a tornado. You just see like a fist come out. Pretty leg. much. It was a cloud and stuff like that. A face with like two black eyes. And it's like, yeah. It was funny. There was some th- like some funny like lines about cartoon worlds and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. Tom's like playing the keyboard and he, he's trying to make money on the streets with his sunglasses. And then uh, Jerry like messes with him and he loses his sunglasses. And this lady's like, you're a fraud. You're just a regular cat playing music. <laughs> you know, that, that was kind of funny, but I thought there's only like two movies I could think of that had the animation like that and were successful. Space Jam. Space Jam and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Well, it. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was like built around like everything involved in that cartoon everything. Was that was the norm for that film? Well, was that like yeah, this was, piece, was, these the cartoons exist. Was built for that, like to take Tom and Jerry that was animation only, and then put it into a quasi live action thing. Now, granted, they did it with Space Jam, but I think that there is a more. If you want to get into film theory and stuff like that, there was a better suspension of disbelief in Space Jam because there was a cartoon world mm-hmm. that was separate from the human world that they and carried. Michael Jordan had to go play basketball in. Yeah. You know, this is like we're supposed to just accept that Tom and Jerry is living with everybody else, but yeah, it was okay. Uh, it, you know, if you got kids, my my son liked it, my four year old son. So mm-hmm. my daughter did. I don't know. She didn't seem really interested, but I mean, I know that all a lot of the stuff is computer edited, anyways. Uh-huh. But it's pretty neat. The they have a little trivia here that says that all the post production people work from home, like individually at home because of the oh wow. So that's I mean, like interesting. What's we're funny working from home. Is different. Like you, the <laughs> camera will follow Tom or Jerry, like going through like pipes and running mm-hmm. down a hallway. So essentially, like, what they're doing is they just have a guy with a camera filming nothing and running around, and they just edit the mouse in yeah. afterwards. I wonder if they ever use anything as a reference or what. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're interested in that, I'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely get that Raya Dragon Disney Plus movie because twenty bucks just to sit down and watch something with my kids. I'll I'll spend it. And maybe it'll be good. Um, it's of the Moana vein of Disney, the Moana and yeah. um, my niece loves that movie. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the one that came out before Moana? Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. So my kids will probably love that a lot. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll have a review probably by next episode for movies. That is movies. So. Cool. Uh, well, I watched a movie, and it, I, I mean, I, we did talk about Tom and Jerry, but I also watched an adult movie called Irresistible. Um, this movie was directed by John Stewart, believe it or not. Oh, but, yeah. I was wondering if you if you knew that before looking it up, but yeah, I, no, I, I he, thought uh, that was pretty interesting that he he made this one after some of his uh, thoughts and stuff that he talks about. Well, I feel like because he was a was the the Daily Show. Yeah, yeah. the Daily Show with John Stewart. I, I feel like him being a you know, political satirist. Well, it's a daily, it, so it's a it's a talk show, and you're kind of basic because what's one Republican, you know, leaning towards the right 
person in media nowadays besides like Fox News. There's not one. Yeah. So like you, not anymore. You, I feel like he's basically forced in his career to basically talk, you know, more harsh left than anything. So since then, he's made this movie, uh, not working for the Daily Show anymore, and uh, he more or less looks like you're passing out there. Yeah, I'm sorry. He, he more or less, um, you know, kind of poked at both sides, and uh, it's so the show. Okay, the movie is about two. What do you call them? Like political consultants? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Carell plays one, and he goes to a. He sees a video on the internet of this guy like standing up at a town hall meeting, explaining why he needs to stand up for the people of this town. Blah 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 blah. And yes, uh, uh, what was his name? Something Cooper. Uh, Chris Cooper. Yeah, that's right. And um, so he sees that he's so inspired. He's like, "That guy's a Democrat. I'm going to go to his town and convince him he's a Democrat, and I'm going to convince him to run for the mayor." And uh, blah blah blah. So he goes, uh, he gets his, like, presidential campaign worth of, you know, influence on this guy, convinces him to run for town mayor, and, you know, it's just some small hick town in, like, what, Minnesota or something like that? Missouri. Yeah, it was somewhere. Michigan, maybe. It was either Michigan or Wisconsin, I can't remember. Um, So they, uh. It says Midwest on here. But they uh, they essentially just kind of, you know, push for that, uh, um. That that storyline of trying to get this nobody uh, to run for a town mayor, and then like his influence goes national, gets national attention. Mm-hmm. His rival is the Republican political version, political <laughs> of him, uh, and led by Lewis Black. No, it's Rose Byrne actually. Yeah, and uh, she's really weird. I guess <laughs> well, she's like they're both like kind of grossly romantically involved. Yeah, <laughs> so. You know, they got it for each other. Like they hate they, each other, but they, they sleep with yeah. each other. So <laughs> that's kind of strange how you, that goes. God damn it, you're hot. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of strange how that goes. But anyways, for the most part, the uh, the, the the antics that ensue between the two parties, uh, because, like, the old mayor, re- Republican, is trying to run against them. And the, there's a twist ending that I honestly didn't see coming. I, I didn't was, either. I thought it was a pretty good ending, you know. Uh, and all it does is just poke fun at why both parties are failed. And why the media fails, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. parties, and at these campaigns every four years go to all these towns to try and get their swing votes and the state swing votes and stuff like that. And they promise them all this local stuff that they need, and you know they give them Never all this deliver. money. Yeah, it's like a high school election. You know, I want to fix every water fountain and put in vending machines, and they never do, you know, so. You vote well, you know, Pedro Sanchez, all your dreams have come true. <laughs> it was loosely based on a, a, a true story as far as, like, the, the event that happened. No, I didn't know that. Because uh, it's a, a town in South Georgia. There was t- uh, an election that they spent $55 million, and it was just for one county. Huh. And that's, like, the largest in history that anybody spent on just yeah. one county trying to they win. They give you figures at the end of the movie, like, how much they spent mm-hmm. on just having this stupid nobody election, and then they explain why. So it's a good movie, uh, pretty adult as far as language. There's not like violence or nudity or anything crazy like that. So, you know, it's 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 interesting. Um, definitely kind of more of on the comedy realm with you know a hint of drama. But yeah, irresistible. I I'd give that movie. I don't know. I'd give it a seven. So yeah, there there is some score. there is some dumb parts like some eye rolling parts, but <laughs> it was worth the one time watch. There you go. That's our movie review section. Let's talk about news. Tom. I'm him. 
So a movie I've been pitching a lot on this show. Okay. Multiple episodes we've talked about it. Okay. Godzilla versus Kong. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Much to your chagrin, sir. Big gorilla. And it's coming out Big March 25th. Lizard. It's coming out this month in 23 days. Delayed. I can watch a gigantic lizard beat the crap out of a big monkey. So there's been a lot of speculation, though, about this movie. Um, and I had speculation about it just from the first trailer where it's like, Godzilla's destroying cities. We don't know why. We need Kong. And it's like, all right, time. Godzilla wait, was wait. it. We don't know why Godzilla's destroying cities. No, I mean, they, hasn't they, that, that's in like his, his MO. Is it, no. Didn't he always do No, that? in the first, well. Have you not watched these movies? Right, I well, watched them. I didn't it, really in the, pay uh, attention to the plot. In like the <laughs> monster verse, yeah. whatever they're calling it. In the first two f- films. The MCU. No, it's a monster it's a cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. <laughs> the MCU <laughs> Ultra Edition. <laughs> they're big. Um, Godzilla's a good guy. By and large. Yeah. Well, you know, they had the Mewtwo's in the first one. He takes them out. The Mewtwo's? Uh, it's an abbreviation. Oh, uh, I was like Pokemon. M-U- <laughs> M-U-T-O. No, it's not Mewtwo. Godzilla's actually a Pokemon. Uh, Godzilla, I choose you! Man, he would win. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he fights that, but then the second one, you know, fights pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Fights Monster Zero, fights Rodan, Mothra shows up, and it's awesome. Yeah, like in for the Godzilla movies, it's like ingrained in his instincts mm-hmm. to kill these other monsters, which these other monsters are try to eat people and destroy things. But it's his mo to he's the apex predator and he's, kill those. So he's like this so God, supernatural protector of our, yes. Godzilla's God. our friend. Godzilla yeah. is God. He's 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 our friend. He's our friend. And now all of a sudden he's a bad guy. And I was like, wait a minute, this is way too familiar. Mecha Godzilla. It's got to be. Because there's several stills from the trailer that have been pulled that it looks like a robotic, half robotic, half lizard, like we monster have the technology. Thing. <laughs> we just spent a lot of money, like a lot, like more than you can count. They're framing build, Godzilla to build a replica of a gigantic fake monster and make it believable. <laughs> well, not only that, and then we went and found a monkey to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, Mechagodzilla is the good guy? No, Mechagodzilla no. was originally a bad guy. Yeah. Right. Mecha Godzilla was originally from space. What? I don't remember. So <laughs> yeah, so is Monster Zero. So they made Mecha Godzilla. You're speculating to fight Godzilla. No, what I'm speculating is that this Godzilla versus Kong matchup, is, like the Godzilla going rogue and all this stuff, is because it's Mecha Godzilla. Mm. Might I say that King Kong is especially jacked in this movie? <laughs> like his his, his diet his regimen. Pack? His diet regimen is impressive. I was but I in the trailer like they're shipping. Kong, like across the sea, like you know, he's on Amazon Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Your your monkey will arrive in seven days. There's some gimmick about he couldn't leave the island or something like that. Well, at the time, I mean, he 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 couldn't swim far enough, or I don't think he could swim. Uh. Either way, he's riding an aircraft. I mean, yeah, he's just he's chained up on an aircraft carrier, just (laughs) hanging out, like listening, like surfing USA. (laughs) And Godzilla like starts messing with him, fighting with him, and I'm just like, just knock over the boat. Yeah. I'm like, the monkey can't get that far. I'm like, then just Jaws, like, do stuff. Like, you know, knock him in the water, grab his foot, and just pull him down. That'd yeah. be too easy. And I'm like, you just drown him in the middle of the ocean. That'd be way easier. You can breathe underwater. He can't. I'm just confused. I mean, I'm sure that an aircraft carrier is a strong ship. But their trailer shows Godzilla and King Kong both standing on top of it. How does it not sink? There's no way that a, a normal <laughs> aircraft carrier has yeah. the, bu- the, the, the buoyancy to Don't support. Don't you underestimate the 
but this is what money. <laughs> but this is what I love and hate about monster movies. Like I watch them, and it's like you think about this stuff, but at the same time, I watch it with a total suspension of disbelief <laughs> that I can watch a big ro- radioactive. Lizard I just have a question: Fight a Who's gigantic. bigger, Godzilla or King Kong? I think Godzilla's taller. Godzilla. But he Who does ha- not have thumbs. Well, okay, he doesn't have <laughs> thumbs, but does he have fire? You know, utonium yes. breath, and he has a tail with spikes. Okay. And, and can, can he, like, call electricity down on his spikes and crap like that? I've seen no. that in one movie. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think so. No, no well, his tail just is a So he's bigger. He can breathe fire. He's got spikes and a giant swap of tail. And he can go, like, thermonuclear and stuff yeah. starts melting. Yeah, like, something like about that, Like, bricks start yeah, melting. What, what can King Kong do? He can hold a baseball bat. He can go. <laughs> <laughs> he can do that. Does he like throw acid? Well, poo? apparently he has like a a weapon. He has like a axe that looks like it's made out of a piece of like a Godzilla spine. Yeah, so I don't know how he gets it, but like apparently it's like some. Apparently there's like they build it as like there's like a prehistoric fight happening with Godzilla and Kongs. And with, to be fair, which is monkeys. And <laughs> to be fair, enormous size. Godzilla is older than King Kong, right? Yeah, because he's always been around. Yes. King Kong was because like this Kong is introduced in Kong Skull Island, which but was at that point seventies or something like that. Yeah, it's supposed to take place in the seventies, but at that point he's like very young because he's no. he's like a third of Godzilla's size in that movie. Yeah, just growing. He, he's he's growing. He's gonna get bigger. All right. Well, we'll see. Is it gonna be in theaters? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It'll be in theaters and it'll be on streaming March twenty fifth. HBO. Yep. Yes. Dang HBO, killing it. All right, Mitch. Well, I have two. Your well, most favorite. That's not a cut. It's right. not a cut. When's that coming? Not a cut. Uh, 14 days. Batman. How many minutes? <laughs> he has a timer on his phone. <laughs> Two weeks. So uh, this is also on HBO, right? Yes, it will. And it's going to be Man, HBO's going to make a lot of money this summer. That's what I'm thinking because, like, they, you know, they've been doing all these uh, releases and that are going out to theaters as well. Um, Getting and, in on that ish. But they're not slowing down. They've been doing that since, what was their first one? Uh, first one was Wonder Woman. Then they had the Little Things. Yeah, the Little Things, which was a pretty good movie. Then they had the Tom and, had Tom and Jerry. Then they have this. They've got Godzilla. They're going to have... Don't they have Top Gun? No, uh, they I don't have think Top so. Gun. I think they spent too much money to, to try and mess around with that one. But they've got Mortal Kombat next month. Uh, oh, later, really? Later on this year, they're going to have the uh, Matrix 4, and, the, and there's the new Conjure movie all throughout the year and stuff. So. We'll see. Um, so anyways, uh, what should we expect... This this is only going to be an hour and a half long movie, right? The first part. <laughs> <laughs> then Pod. there will be an intermission. Act one. <laughs> it's it's a uh, I think it's like four hours and two minutes or something like that. Golly, but and, uh, and and it, all they did is just use every single footage. Don't be from, facetious from the original movie. <laughs> don't be facetious. <laughs> what did, did they, they do? like finish like the special effects on all of them, or is it going to be like green screen? Well, according to what they've talked about, only about. 20 to 30 minutes of the Justice League movie that had already come out actually used footage from the Snyder Cut. Yeah. So that's three and a half hours of footage that wasn't in that. And they only shot like 10 minutes extra that they didn't already have. Yeah. Hmm. Is so. there a CG mustache cover-up in this movie? I would doubt it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just let him grow out the whole beard. Yeah. It's like, just grow it out, you so if handsome man. First off, you know, benefit of the doubt. This is the first time I've ever seen somebody like take a director's cut and go back to theaters essentially for mm-hmm. with it. You know, uh, is it going to be a theatrical release? Uh, they're trying to push for it to try and get it in IMAX, but they haven't said. Well, anything. essentially, like this is the most I've ever seen anybody give a crap about a, a director's cut. Um, you know, a re 
doing of a movie, you know. Cause well, it, and it all stemmed because even the actors knew that this is not the movie they made. So, mm-hmm. so, now, to take yourself and be impartial, if this movie is bad, okay, what will you do? Probably kill himself. <laughs> don't, don't do it, Mitch. I mean... Will you just give up on Warner Brothers? Are you gonna no. get, Are you gonna get a Batman costume and make us film a better movie no, for you? No, because Batman and Superman they're all still better than any of the MCU characters. I mean, so like, I'd still you, watch them. You are the Snyder Cut fanboy, like yeah, it, like you did that hashtag. And this time last year, you were like Snyder Cut, yeah. Snyder Cut, and it's finally coming around. That's when we were doing like our first couple episodes. Just like I just wanted you to know, if it's not good, it's gonna be okay. Like Cyberpunk, kind of a letdown. <laughs> More to come with that in the future, we're, but we're gonna get with the we're gonna. Get yeah. on that eventually. Oh, one thing I found out though is uh, Zack Snyder's not taking any money for this. Oh, really? That, that's why this Warner is for the fans. <laughs> that's why he said he had very good uh, leverage when it came to negotiating what's in the movie. Well, that's because Warner Brothers had no say because he's not getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. He's not my favorite director. Snyder, Zack Snyder kind of does some weird stuff with movies that I don't like sometimes, but um, he is very loyal to his fans, and uh, you know, he went through a lot of crap when they were filming the first one, mm-hmm. so. Which is a shame because, like, that Justice League was supposed to be, like, the big deal. That was supposed to be the, the equivalent. And it was the biggest trash of trash. Infinity movies. War. Oh, so dumb. But then I uh, also found out that just recently, like, within the last week or so, that they're leaving it with, like, a really big cliffhanger for the movie. Sequel. Uh, so, I mean. It's not a cut su- too. Supposedly there's not a sequel, but if you're going to leave a big cliffhanger for a movie that you have four hours to make an ending for. Well, it's probably like their last Hail Mary at saving the DCU. Because later on, you're going to have the Flash movie, which is going to be like the Flashpoint, so they can combine all is these it universes. Is the same dude playing them? Yeah. yeah. Ezra. Yeah. Something. Ezra Bridger. He's in it. Uh, supposedly, Michael this. Keaton will be in it. Ben Affleck will be in it, both as Batman. As the Flashpoint movie. Yeah. 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 I want Kevin Conroy's Batman. I want Kevin Conroy's voice. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. They're also they're gonna have the uh, colored version. And they're also gonna have their own black and white version as like a just just an extra version that you can watch as like a the ultimate you know. Yeah, if I I could just watch it with one eyeball, I really want to downgrade. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but time to go left eye only. <laughs> just right. out of the trailer, I, I like some of the differences they've changed in some of the characters. All right, well, you will have. I'm sure considerable information on this movie once we having watched it. it and analyzed it 96 times yeah. in. Brief span. Possibly. Sleep and breathe this movie. <laughs> like, it actually releases four years to the date from the first one. Wow. I mean, I'm other. all for it. I'm all for them, you know, just giving the fans what they want and trying. But what kind right of dangerous thing. precedent might this set if this movie's amazing? <laughs> I mean, you'll probably get a freaking Suicide Squad. Um, David, Redo. David Ayer cut or some BS mm-hmm. like that. Oh, there's already a, a hashtag release the air cut. I don't know. That's <laughs> one movie I don't care to revisit. Release the Jackson cut. Supposedly, what you know, his was not a happy-go-lucky comedy. They they made him put in all these comedy stuff to make it more lighthearted. I saw his TV show, the the, the deputy. That was trash. Oh yeah, that's right. That we did security for the filming of that show. <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> but anyway, we already came out on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, cool. Well, we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, I'm sure you'll have tons of information, and you'll be posting on the Facebooks. Oh yeah, just give it time. I have news on District 10. Oh. The sequel to District 9 is finally in development, which is very loose terms for saying we've decided to start working on this. <laughs> We're going to do another one. Is yeah. this like 10 years later? Uh, 
Nine, nine years later, yep. Mm. And see, the, the thing is, is that's weird about this, is they've been saying that they were talking, it was in talks to be in development forever. Mm. Like, since 2017, they said that they weren't going to do it, and then COVID happened, and I guess they were bored, and the the director-slash-writer Neil Blomkamp um, from South Africa got with Charlton Copley, who is the main actor. The I was about to ask if he was going to be in this yeah. one. Yeah, well, he's writing it with him. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's That's writing awesome. it with him and um, Terry Terry Thatchell, Tat- Hatchell, something like that. So they're all going to make this, write the script together. Now, how long that takes, no clue. So um, This is going to be a while before we hear some more definitive news on I mean, people are bored during corona season. So, <laughs> you know, like, people are bored. They, they could crank out. That was a movie that did really, really well, though. Oh, yeah, it did surprisingly well. $211 million. It was like four stars. Uh-huh, and it did that. Uh, that's the biggest grossing movie that South Africa's ever produced. So, And it was um, a sci-fi movie. Well, it's a sci-fi movie. It's District 9, if you haven't seen it, it's actually a really good movie. It's very graphic uh, as far as gore and stuff like that. But yes. it's an allegory to like living conditions in South Africa, not aliens withstanding. And it was kind of like a weird parallel. It's like apartheid. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, you know, since the movie's come out, District 9, there has been a lot of radical stuff like the, the racism towards the white inhabitants in South Africa, people like being killed in their houses and their their homesteads and stuff by the uh, the local uh, other uh, not white people. You know, so like I wonder if they're going to include all that, all those horrible news stories you've heard about South Africa in the, into the sequel or if they're just going to just base it solely off of where the last movie lift off and mm-hmm. see if they can salvage a decent story out of it. Because the know. last movie ends like they build the spaceship and leave the planet, finally. Yeah, they they were able to fix the spaceship and leave. And Charlie O'Copley was left behind because yeah, he yeah. transformed into one. Into a prone. Prone. A prone. But I really enjoyed the first movie. Uh, I did like this Produced movie. by Peter Jackson. So It was an interesting movie. I liked it. Yep. Um, there you go. That's uh, our movie news. Mine's easy because... They're just making it. That's all I got for you. Um, that's basically our episode. Uh, stick to, stick around. We'll probably release tomorrow the next episode. We've got one more thing. We do? We, we do. do our little draft. Oh, what is that? Well, the thing that I told you all to be thinking about. What is that? I thought about it. Pick a number one through to a ten. Seven? Four. And I'll say five. It was four. So you start, and we'll go clockwise. What are we doing? What is happening? Pick the best movie or TV vehicle. Ooh, the best it, movie like you have to, We're going to go three rounds, make a team, the best movie or TV vehicle. Doesn't have to be like they're not fighting or nothing. Just what's your favorite? Well, why don't you go first? Because no, I won the draft. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. All right, go for it. <laughs> Sir. Right. Because right. after he picks, then I go. So all, right, all right, go Go for it. Uh, my favorite one, it's, uh, it's got to be uh, the Mad Max V8 Interceptor from the end of the first movie. The all-blacked-out one, where he goes and hunts down the tow cutter. That's a that's a dope ride. Yeah. If I could drive that car, I would. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to go with the Batmobile. Uh, a okay. solid choice. Because uh, you, c- you can't beat the Batmobile. And once we get these done, we'll let uh, the people on Facebook vote mm-hmm. on who has the best team. Yeah, mine's actually practical, though. 
Uh, I'm tied between the the Lauren or say, the was, Knight Rider. I was just because I want somebody. To, I want Mister Feeney to talk to me. Mister Feeney. Yeah, that's the voice. Of the Hello, Mister Brandon. Yeah, Mister Matthews. <laughs> All right, I'll say the DeLorean because time travel is pretty cool. All right, Tom, your turn again. Decisions, decisions, decisions. You know what? The Mach Five. Mach Five. What's that from? Speed Racer. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going with the turtle van. <laughs> Lame. The Ninja Turtle van. Go, go ahead. Just pick the weenie mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you crash. Oh, no. I've wrecked my wiener. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. No, I'll do, uh, <laughs> I'll do Knight Rider. All right. Tom, one more for you. Oh, I got to pick another Golly, one. Golly. How many? Damn. Three rounds. I got to have three. Racking right. my freaking brain over here. I'm trying to think of like a more. Ugh. Like I've got mine picked already. Let's movie and TV show vehicles. There's the A-team, the A-team's van. No, I'm not taking the A-team van. That's <laughs> stupid. Uh, it's got to be a car, though, right? Doesn't, I mean, it just has to be a vehicle. It doesn't have to say that. It, it be could a have been a jet. Yeah, you can be a jet. I said, what? I said vehicle. This changes everything. Can I choose the Starship you Enterprise? You still one more pick. All right. it's, it's Tom's turn. All right, the Millennium Falcon. All right. Taking Supernatural's Impala. <laughs> Stupid. I'll just torch you with the Falcon. Yeah, Oof. I'm going to take the Starship Enterprise. All right. I'll take the Death Star. <laughs> oh, that would count. I can still just beam torpedoes under your ship and blow it up. I'll just blow you up with the Death Star. You can. I have shields. All right. And uh, <laughs> those of you that are in our Facebook group, we're going to have a poll up, and you can vote on who has the best uh, assortment of vehicles. Mm-hmm. That'd be something interesting to try out. All right, what, what, what does that do? Like, why did I? <laughs> what, what, why, why did we do this? So people can vote and tell us who's, who's who actually right? knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Oh, I I would have retooled all of this. All right, well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. What happens if I lose or win? I get money. You get money. Okay. I don't know, we'll decide. Is there anything else, Mitch, that we're doing that I yes. didn't know about? That, that, you did know about it. I, I texted you last night. Uh huh. All right, we good? Right. Yeah, I didn't have anything, no. All right. No, I wasn't just making crap up. Okay. <laughs> well, goodbye from Tom. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye from Mitch. Bye, Bye Mitch. And goodbye from me, and goodbye. New outro.